Welcome to Hotel Happy Hour, a bi-weekly tonic for the hardest working leaders in the industry. I'm your host, Adria Levchenko, co-founder and CEO of Purple Cloud Technologies. And joining us today on our episode is Peggy Burke, chair of Castell Project. As per tradition for Hotel Happy Hour, Peggy, what is your drink of choice? I think I'll channel Lawrence of Arabia here. I actually love to drink water. Oh, nice. Very hydrating. Right. <laughs> great, great in the winter, too. <laughs> so, um, Well, Peggy, I've had the pleasure of meeting you for coffee, you know, since I know you're local um, in Atlanta as well. And I learned a lot about your career and the work of Castell Project then. Um, but just for our listeners, I'd love it if you give a you know, brief, brief background on yourself and, you know, how you ended up uh, working with Castell and, and all that as well. I'm at heart a hotel consultant, and I had my built, founded and built a hotel consulting firm called The Highland Group, which I've since sold to my partners. They're, they're doing great with it. I've been a franchisee of Hilton and a franchisee of Choice. I was one of the founders of the International Society of Hospitality Consultants. And years ago, I was the first female employee elected to the partnership of Panel Kerr Forster. So as I came through my career in the industry, I thought women would be so much farther along by this time than we are. And when I sold my companies and was looking around for what I wanted to do when I grow up, I decided that together with a, with a group of friends and colleagues that it was really time to do something about this situation where we have terrific female talent in the industry and we don't take full advantage of it. We don't move it up the way we should. So that's what Castell Project is about. We're a nonprofit and we're about moving women up in the industry. I love it. Thank you so much for that background. So, you know, we've got a set of questions here for you. Um, so one of the things that you've mentioned, obviously, is Castell's project is to increase diversity in business um, and promoting women as leaders. So most people in this industry will typically say that they support such a message. So the, the question that I have for you is, why is it so hard to create movement in this direction at the corporate level? Let me give you a way to think about it that maybe corporate leaders don't. When, when we have a woman who moves up in the industry and then, oh, gets maybe seven or 10 years into her career or 15 years into her career and leaves, we don't say, huh, she got a better offer. Maybe I should have been more competitive. We say, oh, she went on the mommy track. Well. I would say to you that if we're investing in women and we invest in them through our academic programs, we invest in them with our companies, and we, we put a lot of effort into this talent pool because it's such a rich talent pool. And then they're getting bid away from us. They're getting better offers. We ought to be asking ourselves, huh, how do we compete to keep that talent to really take advantage of the opportunity and the investment we have in it. So since your you know, work at Castell Project, what do you think has surprised you the most about the push for a greater, greater diversity in hospitality? What surprised me the most is 
how much the leadership of our companies, our hotel companies, knows about its employees. And I absolutely love this. We started the Castell Leadership Development Program to help women through the, the hurdles to accelerate their, their careers in, corp, in hotel companies. And each woman who comes to the program has a champion from her company. And those champions nominate the women and tell us what they think would really help these women get to the next level. And the champions are both men and women, and they have such remarkable insight into the talents and, uh, and hurdles that their employees have and that their employees face. So I've been truly blown away with, with our industry leadership, just how much we know about our people and how interested those leaders are in developing their people. That's perfect. That sounds like a very hospitable thing to be. <laughs> I think that probably carries through from just the fact that it's hospitality. So I think that is actually a really beneficial thing um, from our industry, but that's fantastic to hear that. Um, so COVID has uh, upended many industries employment strategy, hospitality included. With such a wide reaching transformation taking place in hospitality, what are the opportunities that you see to improve diversity and what are the barriers currently in the way? If you think about the size of our reboot in terms of employment, this is not more than a once in a lifetime reboot. It's like the most massive corporate reorganization any of us will ever undergo in all likelihood. So I, I think the opportunity is to really think through, all right, I've even on the executive level lost at least for most of our companies, at least 20% of our people, some of our companies, maybe 30 or 40%. And over the period from say 2019 to 2022, there was also normal attrition, retirement, that's a few percent a year. So for many of our companies, well over 30% and maybe well over 40% of our managerial and executive level people are going to turn over in a remarkably short period of time. So what do we do to make sure that our companies come out of that change, that reorg, stronger and really well positioned for the future. And part of that is diversity because for a long time, we've been simply misaligned with our talent pool where our talent pool, women, uh, black people, Latinas, look at our industry and say, yeah, I can work here for a little while but it's really not gonna offer me a good career opportunity because they don't see people ahead of them showing them that there is a career opportunity. So we have a chance to change the message that's going out into our talent marketplace. And the same thing I think is true in terms of our broad marketplace for our products. If our leadership is completely misaligned with uh, travel decision makers, 
we're going to lose the opportunity to really serve our market. So for a lot of reasons, we need to, we need this reorganization. We've needed it for a long time. And I, I believe that the companies that are really go, going to be most successful going forward, say over the next five, six, seven years, are the companies that look at the talent that they want to have and take advantage of this reshuffle, not to just rehire, but to really reposition who's, who's in their roster and who's in, who's in their up and coming group. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. And, you know, I think that that actually kind of leads into my next question, which is all around, you know, the pandemic has majorly disproportionately affected women. You know, a lot of women, um, you know, went home and to teach their kids, you know, online school, basically. And that's kind of what the nation's trends are showing. Um, so I'm sure that's something that's also shown up in hospitality. The, the curious um, question that I have for you is, what advice would you have to women as they return back into, um, you know, hospitality careers and, and try to kind of reclaim where they were? Let's go back to that better offer idea that we talked about a few minutes ago. So if, if I'm a woman and, I've, and I am a woman and I've gotten used to working from home and I like to be around when my kids are around, although I might wanna have more resources available to me to help me with those kids than I have over the past year. And I'm not afraid to leave the company because I've been essentially gone from the company for a year. So those bonds, that feeling of security that companies gave their employees was, were ruptured over the last year. So if I'm a woman sitting at home in that situation, I have to ask myself, what is my best offer? And it could be that my best offer is going back into a corporate setting and really pushing hard in a career. But if I look at doing that um, and it's not offering me any flexibility of time and it's not offering me a lot of upside financially, I've got to ask myself, is it worth it? And I don't, you know, I kind of object to this sort of mommy track, oh, women, they're stuck in the house, they have to take care of their kids, they're giving up on corporate America. It's such a victim picture of women. And frankly, that's, that's not what corporate America is facing with this side of its talent pool. What it's facing is women saying, okay, I trusted you, that bond is ruptured. I can do other things and make money. I can do other things that give me time flexibility. I can do other things that are satisfying. Why should I go back to corporate America? And if corporate America in our industry, if our, particularly our industry, can't answer that question, we've got a problem because more than most other industries, we've 
ruptured that bond. We've told, put people on furlough. We fired people because of COVID. And now we have to make the case that it's worth working for us, that we have a better offer as an industry than doing a home-based business or uh, becoming a franchisee or becoming a professor or doing any other number of things that, that women have a choice of doing. So whether you're a woman and you're saying, what's my best offer? Or whether you're a company saying, how do I compete for talent? It's two sides of the same coin and we, we both have to figure that out. Both sides have to figure that out. That's a really great point. One thing I, I guess that um, probably comes up a lot, and you know, this is without the pandemic, is you know, you're you're saying, you know, what's my best offer? Um, how do people get the best offer? You know, what if you feel like you're stuck and you can't get ahead? You know, and you're dealing with biases and everything like that. What, you know, especially things that you feel like aren't are not within your control. What what's your advice for kind of being able to push ahead? you can leave your company and find a home-based offer, or you can leave your company and go to a company that is a better place for women to work. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> you can't get a good offer. It's worth looking around, you know? You, have, you are a valuable commodity. It's worth looking around. And while this particular moment, like this month, next month, maybe a tough time to look around. Uh, the competition for talent is going to accelerate by the, by the end of this year dramatically. So, uh, you know, it's hard not to be making money and hold your breath and you've got to keep looking and you've got to do something this year that, that builds your skill set, that says to whoever's looking at you, whether it's as somebody to invest in or somebody to hire that you've made the most of your time this year. So I think that's important, but ultimately recognize that we're, we're a valuable commodity and we can promote ourselves that way. So think about how you position yourself, what your attributes are, how you present yourself in social media, in your networking, and in what you do with your time while if you happen to be on hiatus sometime due to COVID. Something that I guess came up just in, in what you were saying, just, there's a lot of confidence in the way that you talk uh, around, you know, you're worth this, you are, you know, worth a good offer and if you know you're not getting it leave and, and all that kind of stuff so you know i know that there's a lot of research around women counting themselves out you know of an offer because they don't let's say a job offer or a job description has uh five qualifications and, and men even if they have one qualification will go for the applying of you know that job whereas women feel that if they don't hit every qualification a lot of times they won't even apply how much of the castell project is around kind of building up confidence and, and building up the, the go for it component. Confidence is a huge part of what we work on in the Castell Leadership Program. It's something that I think underscores what we do at Castell at college. 
as well, where we send executive women out to talk to college women. It's definitely an issue. And it's not, it's not just that sort of interior confidence, it's how your, how your shell looks. It used to be, even if you were not feeling confident, you could put on a really good suit and your suit would look pretty confident. Right. But right now, we don't have that kind of, of exterior standard to present. So we, it's, it becomes more important to project confidence uh, in, the way, in the way you move, in the way you talk, in the way that you look at people. Uh, and it's something that you can learn. Projecting confidence is, I guess in essence, it's, it's a bag of tricks. I mean, actually being confident is something that you have to develop and it comes and it goes no matter where you are because you're always in a shifting landscape. But projecting confidence is a few skills around body language and speech and presentation that we can all learn. So here's kind of a strange question. Um, so considering the industry's increased reliance on technology to communicate with guests, do you think hospitality is becoming less personal and what, if any impact do you have, uh, do you expect this to have on diversity found in hospitality? Um, now, just kind of for example, I'm just thinking along the lines of guest facing technology tends to have a voice, you know, um, even if it's a chat box, you know, chat bot, for example, like Alexa and Siri have female voices, but a lot of times they're programmed behind the scenes um, with these personalities involved. I'm just curious, what do you think the impact on diversity is going to be with this different use of guest technology? That's a really interesting question. I haven't thought about that before. I, I fundamentally believe that in the hospitality industry, having a human host is a really important thing. And even, I loved what Hyatt did a, a few years ago in some of their properties where even if you were checking yourself into the property, there was a, a human host in the lobby who was very welcoming and helped you get settled and, and help you feel like you're in the right place for, for you. They did a great job with that. And I think it's something that has real upside for the industry. And those hosts, I hope, uh, turn out to be turn out to be very diverse. I don't notice myself developing a loyalty or an affection to commuter computerized voices, even Siri. You know, <laughs> she makes me angry most of the time. <laughs> she fails to understand me almost all the time. So uh, I I think the place for humans, working with humans, not in the process stuff, not in the very mechanical stuff, but in the welcome is important. So, you know, shifting back to Castell Project, um, what do you hope to accomplish in 2021 as the hotel industry is hopefully gonna continue to recover? We think 2021 is going to be a great year. So to just 
tell you a little bit about what we're doing. Our Castellet College program, where we send teams of executive women out and they interact on a very individual basis with college students in hospitality programs, will have well over 50 Castellet College panels spread out across universities all across the country this year. And we think it's particularly important this year because students in schools of hospitality are questioning whether they've chosen the right major. And we know we're gonna need those students going forward. So that we think that connection has value. The Castell Leadership Development Program, we have it at two levels, a build for a little earlier in their career and elevate for more senior women. We, wanted, we couldn't run the programs last year, but we're planning to run them this year. And we're actually reconfiguring them to recognize the changes in our industry and in where people, women particularly, are coming from after a year of COVID. So we think helping women relaunch themselves and accelerate their careers this year is going to be particularly important. We're, we've uh, continued to publish our research. So this year we have a report that just came out about diversity on hospitality public corporate boards. That was pretty fascinating to look at. And we have one coming out about women in hospitality leadership and one coming out about black representation and hospitality leadership. Those will be out over the next two months. Those this time will show the impact of COVID. They'll show who was affected more, who was affected less. And we're hoping, we, we are gathering the data and we, we're anticipating showing where people went. So where we lost our talent to over this last year, because odds are pretty good, we're gonna to have to go find it again. And then we're launching a new initiative this year together with uh, she has a deal. Our two nonprofit organizations have come together for a program called Fortuna's Table. We think that this is a time, this is getting to be the time to invest in the hospitality industry. You know, after you have a, a big upheaval, you get a, a time to invest. And this time around, we want to see women among the owners and investors that benefit from the rebuilding of our industry. So that's what Fortuna's Table's about, and we're very excited to be launching it in this spring. Great, that was wonderful. So, you know, as we're wrapping up, I just wanna see how, how can people get involved with the Castell Project, whether they're, you know, a woman in, a woman in you know, a hospitality position or on a corporate side that wants to learn more about how to increase diversity in their corporate team. How would you suggest they go about getting started? Yeah, well, you know, we're one of those really massive bureaucratic organizations where you send me an email, pberg at castellproject.org, or you pick up the phone and call me, 404-236-9064, and let's talk about it. We'd love to have you involved. Well, Peggy, thank you so much for joining us today. As usual, I always find you to be a huge inspiration and a force of such good in our industry. Um, is there anything that you want to kind of add as a final statement about Castell? You know, it's been fun to watch Purple Cloud under <laughs> your uh, direction, under the direction of a woman succeed in this industry. So we're proud of you and I'm delighted to have been here today. Awesome. Thank you.
Uh, and to our listeners, thanks for joining us at Hotel Happy Hour. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you would like to know more uh, or about our future episodes, check out purplecloudtech.com or follow us on LinkedIn for up-to-date information. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs>